Okay, welcome to the fourth episode of Who Said That? Um, like, <laughs> that's how you I say it. I love this. It's literally. Podcast <laughs> expressions. It's not like, who said that? Or who, who said, said that? that? Who said that? Yeah. I love it. Um, it's, I don't know if you guys uh, know the name where the name came from. Nope. Um, it's when I was on Project Runway, we the cast would always say that when because when somebody when the producer was like, "Hey, we gotta do this," and we're like, "Who said that?" <laughs> so everybody said it at the same time, so it became like a inside joke, and yeah. then we loved it. And I thought to myself, it's like you know when somebody say you can't do something, you're like, "Who said that?" I can yeah. do whatever I want. So. I love it. Here we go. Here we are. Project (laughs) Runway thing. Exactly. It's just like humor and like teachers a lesson type of thing, right? (laughs) Yes. Well, thanks for sharing that inside joke with us. (laughs) I feel a part of the like I'm in me too. (laughs) How do you say that? I don't even know how to say that sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I am here with three beautiful women who. Thank you. um, Yes, very beautiful women. (laughs) Um, and I'm just going to have them introduce themselves, starting from my right, and introduce yourself, your name, and something interesting about you. Let's do that. Huh. All right. My name is Carla, and I am from the Dominican Republic. Nice. Something interesting about me is that I am a scientist. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of scientist? I am a food scientist. That's so amazing. Did you go to school for that? Yes, I did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you have a degree in it? Yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Nice. I know. <laughs> Is that what you do at Young Living? Uh, you I, work for Young Living? Yes. My wife works for Young Living. Okay, where? Uh, she works at the main office. I'm going to have to find her because I do too. Oh, really? Headquarters. She does regulatory and she... What? Uh, I'm going to go stalk her. Singapore and Malaysia. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> like, hey, I met well, your husband. Go, she goes into the office <laughs> twice a week. So okay. she went to the office today and then she goes to the office on Thursday. All righty. So. I'll be there on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I started at Young Living as a food scientist developing supplements, but I talk a lot. And you know, it's you, yes. yeah. I so now I I do lot. training on products and I speak for Spanish. So for 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 young living, oh, that's so amazing. It is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, great. That's my day Good job. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now you, it's your turn. Oh, my turn. <laughs> I'm Hasmin. I'm from Costa Rica, since we're saying where we're from. Yes. Yep. I was just going to use that as my cool fact. Uh, that is a cool fact. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. What's a cool fact about me? I'm an artist. I do painting. And you are... Beautiful painting. Yes. Thank you. Watercoloring. You're Remember so that amazing. one time I tried and I oh. failed epically? Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing a piece for an art show. Oh year. my gosh, so shut I'm it. I'm really nervous because I usually only teach painting. I don't actually paint. Well, there you um, go. Like, I like don't actually paint for people to see if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so this time, I'm actually I'm so excited for you. Painting for somebody to see, ah! and it's making me really nervous, and it gives me anxiety. My hands are sweating just thinking about it. And you it. were like doubting <laughs> to say that about your cool fact. Like, mm, mm, that is amazing. a pretty amazing when is the thing. Show, though? Um, when is it? I think it's in June. Hopefully, it's still happening. Um, they reached <laughs> out to happening. me last year and if said, "Can you paint?" If you're listening to this podcast, get your act together. 
contact <laughs> no, Yasmin. She's, she's waiting. She's amazing. Like on PBS where we just like get to watch you peacefully paint something. Oh, like uh, what's that one? Oh, oh Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Are you Bob Ross? Oh my Ross gosh, I should Bob start Ross a YouTube style. channel you do like a sassy Latina version of Bob Ross. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, I keep the muscle has. Oh if you don't know it like this, it's wrong, okay? Okay, I might. I might. I'll add that to my list of ideas. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well, great. Cool. Well, I'm Lizette. And How do you spell your name? L-I-Z-E-T-T-E. Oh. Yes. That's yeah. cute. Thank you. What, do you know the I origin of your name? The, yeah, it's French. And I actually just went to Paris a few weeks ago. And oh. I met this guy. And he's like, your name is very French, but like country French. Ah. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Some sort of dig. I don't know. So cool fact about it's a you. family name. <laughs> Um, that's a compliment I'm taking it I love it Um, so I'm a doula in Salt Lake City and I'm thank you also a scientist I do pediatrics research at the U yes that's awesome yeah wow so I'm amongst very smart women and here I am yes (laughs) that's awkward You're very smart well, I'm just though. the basic brown boy that moved from the <laughs> islands, and here I am. No, you're not basic. You're on what? Project Runway. Yeah, Seriously? Well, yeah, I guess. Oh, <laughs> another Project Runway plug. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just plug it in over there. All right, okay, so I'm going to ask an icebreaker question. All righty, I'm ready. And um, we can just go on with our interview. Okay, the question is, what's most surprised you about the profession that you're in? Mm. Oh, do you want us to... Like introduce what we do. Like, oh yeah, because yeah. we haven't doula said it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Do you want to know what a doula is first? Because most people don't know what a doula yeah. is. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What are you guys' answers? Um, I th- I would say that a doula is uh, like an emotional companion for someone that's trying to get pregnant, is pregnant, and is giving birth. Oh, Emotional so and it physical also, companion, it, it's like also support. like when somebody's trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's fertility doulas. There's fertility wow. doulas. There's like postpartum, postpartum doulas. doulas, birth doulas. Mm. I've even seen like a sexuality doula, yeah. an energy doula. Yeah. Yoni doulas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, kind of what does the, what, what the word doula come from? It actually uh, means slave. Yeah. Yeah. Or exactly. like servant. First of all, rude. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> And, but it's like one who Who serves? came up with this word? I don't know. Uh, Latin. Latin, oh. yeah. Carlin. Yeah. Latin word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, who, it comes from... Who decided that we should use the word doula for those people that are helping with birthing? And well, I tried calling myself a birth Sherpa, but somebody told me that that was, like, very not politically correct. All right. So... I tell, so like, you. my husband's coworkers, they're very not Did you on, call like, your, them... Doulas? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, was. well, like, they're not, like, they don't know the realm of doula work, so yes. I say birth coach, and that ah, makes sense for them. That ah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes sense, So too. when I tell them, like, I'm a birth coach, and I do postpartum coaching, mm-hmm. that clicks in their um, mind. But when I do doula, it's kind of uh, to, like, hippie doodah. They think I'm going to make their wives howl at the moon while right? they birth, and I'm like, nope. No howling. Yes. I mean, to if be honest, want. I've never heard of the word before <laughs> mm-hmm. coming yeah. here to America. Coming to America. Um, so yeah, I never heard of the word doula. So when I've heard of what it, 
what you guys do, mm-hmm. I just assume that it has to do with birthing and with right. children. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. Well, and it is a type of coach, but mm-hmm. like that word isn't my favorite because a coach would be like push, 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 and we yeah. don't do true. that. True. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, there are nice coaches though. There are. There are some <laughs> great coaches, mm-hmm. but it's just well, like the majority a of the coaches much less scream aggressive role. Or like yeah. a good word would be like guide. Yes. Yeah. Like a birth yes. guide. A guidance. Yes. A companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So I. Because your husband don't really understand what you're going through, but he no. wants to. He yeah. We help <laughs> him. <laughs> he wants to be there, but he doesn't really. Know. We guide them. Yes. 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 It's yeah. like, take my hand. Yes, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's amazing. So yeah, we're all doulas. Yeah. Lizette's a birth doula. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Are you a postpartum doula as well? Um, I don't do a lot of postpartum work. I'm also like a feng shui consult slash nesting doula. So oh, I yes. do a little bit of that. But wow, that I'm sounds very bougie is what I know. At, yes. Seriously, that's so cool. And then do you really do sibling fun. doulas? Yeah, I do sibling doula work as well. I used to work with uh, kids that have autism. And so I wow, have a lot wow. of experience in that so i'm learning awesome. all sort of things today because mm-hmm. yeah. to be honest coming into this interview i'm like uh what am i gonna ask i that? am so, like so nervous <laughs> i have no idea what to talk about i oh, mean yeah. i knew what i was wanted to talk about but i didn't know understand and understand what mm-hmm. being a doula is yeah. so i'm glad that we're talking about this and then carla's working towards becoming a midwife right that's right sorry wow. i'm like introducing everybody that, i'm I love like stalking that. everybody I love this. so like i want to make sure you get your it. plugs I in yeah shocked. yeah <laughs> so 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 being a midwife is different from a doula i do both like i'm doing the doula work but i'm also training to become a midwife and the midwife would be the person that does all the clinical care mm. from prenatals to birthing making sure that mom and baby are safe in a different approach um from what an ob would do right right and so postpartum care as well because women yeah. need that afterwards. yes for sure yeah so i'm i'm i did my first birth as a doula and then i was like nah i gotta do the whole thing like i gotta go want to be a baby I'm catcher all, this just this just how baby i am catcher. Like I, I just go i dip not the a dream catcher. And then i'm like I'm okay, a baby catcher. I'm in. you're gonna and clip so. dive right into it yeah yeah that's amazing okay well when you're a midwife i'll like strategically plan to get pregnant all right so you that can be works. my midwife that works oh my gosh <laughs> i have i we want a third kid but i haven't we haven't gone there yet so yeah. now i'm like Putting things into place. I'm like, I want this person. And like with now everything that I know, I'm like, this is going to be perfect. I had a root canal and they gave me too much laughing gas. And I had like a vision of what I wanted my birth to be like. It was great. I love that. I love that. That is so cool. I'm trained to be a birth doula, but I'm no longer doing that because it's really hard to do that with littles and working yeah, yeah, just because you're on call so mm-hmm. you have to find a sitter who's on call uh, and yeah. um mm-hmm. i notice it affects my children a lot like yes. if their routine isn't the same like and mom's I mean, gone and suddenly routines are very important with kids yeah oh, and mom's yeah. gone yes. suddenly for like maybe an hour to all day it just right. messes up a lot and so yeah as much as I love being in that space and as long as much as I find it to be like a privilege, mm-hmm. um, I'm taking a pause and taking clients. So I've you been made doing, the right call for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice. I've been seeing a, a lot more better things um, like for my kids at least. <laughs> right, right. But um, I do a lot of I used to do a lot of postpartum work, but now I just mostly do like activism and events. 
So we did like the postpartum conference. And so I realized I can still work and do the doula work three events. Yes. But I I guess I'm a Yoni doula too. So I do. A what doula? A Yoni Yoni. doula. Yoni is a Sanskrit Sanskrit. word for um, like female genitalia. Oh, okay. So I like guide people through like their periods and how to connect with like their female anatomy in a spiritual Ah. way without like any shame. Do you kind of wish that you have a girl so you can kind of... Um, I actually think it's so cool that I love what I do and have boys just because I grew up very sexually abused. And so I mm-hmm. feel like it's just mm-hmm. the universe giving back to me saying like, yeah. you can heal. And this is like the next generation wow, girl. of mm-hmm. men that you can teach this girl. to. Yeah. So that I used to have deep. like an at-home office with Yoni scenes and my little three-year-old when he <laughs> would open the door and he's like, are you here for mommy's vagina office? And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Yoni, Yoni. And like. <laughs> and it's just because he heard me say that word once. And it's not a bad word. I was, no, I'm was. i glad not. he like used it in an empowered way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like normal for him. So I was like, okay, full circle. It's great. Yeah. This is good. That's amazing. But so it threw great. my neighbor off, but it's been fun. So, yeah. And I do like Reiki and energy work with that. So it's been fun. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Now that we know what doula is. <laughs> 20 <laughs> years later. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we can talk all Exactly. Day. Now I'll answer it. your questions. Now, the question <laughs> is, let me rephrase it again. I mean, do it again. What's uh, most surprised you about the profession that you're in, being a doula and a midwife and all that good stuff? I'll start. So um, one of the weirdest things is like with my dating life, because people know I'm a doula. And so every first date I go on, they're like, so do you want babies? (laughs) No. Not with you. Um, (laughs) Maybe with you, but we don't know yet. People just ask me like very personal questions, like off the bat, as soon as they find out I'm a doula or like if I'm on a plane and someone's like, what do you do? And I'm like, research. And also, I'm a doula. <laughs> like, everybody wants to tell me their birth story. I have learned so That's much a, about so many strangers. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I, I love birth yeah, stories. You get to learn from other people. Yeah. How yeah. Literally, I wish I could have a tag that says, please tell me your birth, birth story. Oh, my Make God. Just a shirt. wear, like, a doula Wear shirt. shirt. Just like, ask me about your birth. You. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you we'll go. make them. So, how about you, Hasmin? The most surprising thing? Yeah. Um... Let me see. Oh, the most surprising thing, um, I just kind of realized that women are like walking angels yes. just because specifically walking angels, because specifically in what I do, like working with them, like through vaginal steaming or energy work or even working with them in postpartum, everybody's going through something, but we're also isolated. And we think we're not isolated because we're mm-hmm. texting each other. We're liking each other's photos. Right. And I, some, I forgot where I read this. It was like the number one remedy to like help with this isolation is community Mm -hmm. and so going Mm -hmm. back and doing research on like ancestrally how women worked and bringing that back to like help women thrive it's like just bring that tribe back and so i've learned they're just like walking angels that just need their tribe again because they're all going through something but it's all almost not the same but very similar Mm -hmm. so that's something that i've come to learn like it's helped me heal and find a lot of validation and help me connect with a lot of women that way I love that. That's beautiful. That's so true. Um, Also, while we're speaking of what you just said, what is vaginal steaming? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. You'll need a whole podcast on just that. (laughs) But let's just get a short version of it since Um, while we're we're talking about it. Vaginal steaming is basically you sit on a chair. I call it your goddess throne. That's specifically made for it. And in the chair, there is a pot of herbs tailored to your needs 
um, emotionally and physically with your uterus and mm-hmm. your female anatomy. So if you and have, this is so it's before under or the after chair. birthing? Um, you don't do it while you're pregnant, no. but oh, it's really okay. good postpartum. It's usually done around the world as a postpartum practice, oh, but it helps okay. with like regulate periods, fibroids, like releasing emotional like trauma that you have held there. So mm-hmm. it's very therapeutic physically, emotionally, and mentally. And wow. it's very soft and gentle and very empowering. So. Yeah. And I will assume it feels good. Yeah, yeah it feels like just the thought of like herbs steaming. You know when you take <laughs> it, like, yes, steaming all Thank day you. long. Blood flow. <laughs> yes, I, um, it feels like you know when you have warm tea and the steam hits your face. Uh-huh. It's like that. If it hurts, they're doing it wrong. And make sure you go to somebody certified because those are your body parts. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't pay. And that's those. herb. Medicine. You only got one of them. Yes, you know, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it reminds me when uh, growing up in in Samoa when my dad is is sick or anyone in our family gets sick we will like get a a pot of like or just a thing of hot water put right. Vicks in it and yeah. have the family hold a sheet over it so yeah. you get steam. just like that the and it tent. feels so good it opens up our pores right. just like our, that yeah. just like that but the lady just has like basic think of Covers. it like a maxi skirt just covering oh, so you so it just goes over down and then you don't have like underwear on but it's very private and it just takes 10 to 15 minutes wow. and it does a lot like I have um endometriosis and PCOS and it has helped me so much like I I'm going to stop talking <laughs> no, no 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 yeah, it, yeah I can go on and on about it but yeah it's That's amazing we're, here. we're going to talk a little bit more about it yes yeah okay and Carla for me I've discovered two things I've noticed that Latino women are really scared of their bodies and birth mm. um and I've also been able to witness firsthand how strong women are um we're just stronger than we give ourselves credit for oh yeah and i get to see it because since i'm a doula and also the student midwife the student midwife is doing all the doulaing for the mom and so i'm literally right there in front of their face when they're like just going through that transition and i'm just i'm literally like I've known, I've seen pictures of me in birth, and I'm just like, I literally, literally look like I'm in love with this woman, but I'm not. I'm just like admiring. I them. think it's because so, you're passionate about what you're doing yes. and you understand mm-hmm. what the importance is of what you're doing. So I've, to me, the interesting thing is to see these two um, extremes: this women that are so scared that are like, no, thank you, and then these women that are so in tune with themselves and allowing themselves to feel birth and so that's amazing that's amazing Mm -hmm. and i think also i mean thinking about what you said where let's you learn that latina women are scared of like Mm -hmm. birthing i feel like maybe in a way it's just a lack of knowing what Mm -hmm. to do in education of what that because in the Samoan culture in Polynesian culture we don't really talk about sexuality or -hmm. things like that you don't tell your girls you sort of say the word vagina you don't say when my mom hears what I do she was like (laughs) I'm mija (laughs) (laughs) well and a lot of girls grow up like not knowing Mm -hmm. even what to call that part of their body they call it um, like knees to navel anatomy right like you know what everything else is but for the longest time like for me and probably for you guys too I just didn't know what to call that part yeah. of my body mm-hmm. so I didn't talk about it right and so. it's so true like mm-hmm. I see it a lot um 
I don't want to say just because we live in Utah, but like when I first opened my Instagram and I was like doing Instagram lives on Yoni mm-hmm. Steaming, I literally would have neighbors going like, I'm going to go, but I'm just going to go at night. Like, and they would just like, it was like a weird <laughs> hush, Secret hush Yoni thing. Steam. Like, and they would just like, oh, like so-and-so like my husband's at home i'm just gonna go over and get a steam and i was like this does not have to be secret you can do self-care for like your yoni like this isn't a bad thing so i think it's just universally it needs to be talked about more because it can just help women feel more empowered and also like men as well and everybody and to really understand that it's it's yours and it's yours to take care of and exactly. own and nobody else can control mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Exactly. that part of you and you're in control of it well yeah. it's also a safety thing for kids because oh, yeah. like yes. if they're molested but they don't know what yes. to call that exactly. part of their bodies exactly. then they can't talk about it exactly yeah. right but if you mm-hmm. teach like little girls like this is your vulva then they can be like someone touched my vulva and you can be like okay we're calling the police mm-hmm. and, you yes know, right. like yeah. then you can like take care of things versus like if you mm-hmm. don't if there's so much shame yeah. then like that's a safety hazard as well mm-hmm. yes. just like being connected to that part of yes. your body i agree full-heartedly I've, yes yes and it just stops <laughs> yes. from like when there's like you said when there's so much shame people just don't want to talk about it right mm-hmm. and it's just yeah mm-hmm. uh, again going back to really understanding and knowing yeah what your body parts are what it does especially as a woman mm-hmm. and also for men to understand like you said yes yeah. men mm-hmm. it's good for both parts yeah, yeah it's been interesting mm-hmm. like I'm very open about it. And so like, I'm, I love nerding out about my cycle. So now my husband's like, oh, I understand. You're in your inner winter. What can I get you? And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you're in your inner winter. <laughs> it's my inner winter. <laughs> it's yes. my new moon. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but yeah, so it's really cool Sweet. and empowering just to have like open conversations about that. So I feel like there should be more about this for men. We need to find like yeah. a mandula. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you yeah. be a mandula? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I told my wife after we talked at our meeting that one day. Yeah. And I went home. I was like, you know what I really want to do? I was like, what? I really want to be a doula. She's yes. like, no, you don't. Oh I was my like, gosh. yes, I do. For dads. I have a friend who wants to, and he calls oh it a doodla. And he's like, when are we going to do I doodla love training? Oh, doodla. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. But just like, it's, yeah. And also, another thing that I've noticed, only also growing up in Samoa, right. is because it's so secretive, uh, it leads the kids to be, uh, what's the word when you want to explore? Uh, mm-hmm. curious. curious. Yeah. And curiosity sometimes leads to really bad things. And yeah, you're like, well, let me try and mm-hmm. test it. But like, if we understand what your, uh, what our bodies are and right. what it can do, mm-hmm. then we understand yeah. certain things. And totally also for parents it. listening, like if you teach your kids about it, then like you get to determine how that's done versus mm-hmm. otherwise they're going to learn like weird stuff exactly. from kids at school or Poor. like from tv or porn or you know like i saw this meme and it was like teaching like letting your kids learn about sexuality through their friends and porn is like learning how to drive a car by watching fast and furious Uh Uh and i was like yes um (laughs) there's so many books out there too and like resources i'll connect you to somebody because she'd be a good podcast episode all about Mm -hmm. this but she specializes on it and i've done like workshops and she's also like a therapist and does energy work and she's helped me a lot but she's helped me like my son's only three and she's helped me with books and resources where i'm like Mm -hmm. okay if i'm doing what i'm doing my son needs to know Mm -hmm. so he understands so there's no shame in mom's game step into mom's (laughs) yeah (laughs) my daughter is about to be three so she she speaks she says a few things and she knows her body parts she knows dad's body parts um she watches birth videos with me she knows she kind of understands 
where things come from and That's good. it's totally okay and just normalize yeah, it no, and take away normal. the shame normalizing it will really educate and open up it just yes. changes Even like the just whole game like opening up open up open communication mm-hmm. between you and your child mm-hmm. right you know what i mean yeah you don't yeah. feel afraid like oh i can't ask mom about yeah. this body part because it's 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 a taboo i don't want yeah. to talk about it my mom yeah. doesn't talk about that so yeah my mother either yeah <laughs> so bless their heart it's just the old yeah they don't you know, know. Okay, so let's just jump into it. Even Alrighty. though that we've already jumped into we it. Jumped and away. I we jumped away. jumped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what got you got uh, ladies interested in becoming a doula, midwife, advocate for uh, childbirth? All right. Um, for me, it was my own birth. Mm. Um, I grew up in the Dominican Republic. Everyone gets C-sections there. Everyone's really? scared. Yeah, it's just... I'd be scared. You only give birth <laughs> vaginally if you if you don't have the money to pay for a C-section. Mm. That's, you know. Wow. Uh, except for there are a few millennials that are like waking up to their wisdom mm-hmm. and understanding that they shouldn't be scared. But, right. uh, you know, if you find a doctor that supports you and follows through with your birth plan, quote unquote, that you want to deliver vaginally. Otherwise... Your, you know, they scare tactics and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, you know, I was doing what I was going to do, what everyone does. But uh, my sister-in-law um, gave birth uh, with midwives twice before I, um, I got pregnant. Um, I went to an OB here in Provo and I felt like I was in a factory line, like a just another number and I didn't feel really cool about it so she kind of told me maybe you should look into a midwife Mm. found someone and I really decided to do a natural birth when um, when I got the diagnosis that my daughter was going to be born with a cleft and those babies uh, they just have so many surgeries that I was like okay I think this is the route I'm gonna take because since she's going to have so many surgeries throughout her life, I wanted her to come at the time that she wanted to come in an environment that was calm. And um, and I didn't want her to cry when she arrived. And yeah, she came so, so calmly that she didn't have, I guess, babies cry when they're born, right? But I, I got my wish. I got her and they put her on my chest and she was fine. Um, didn't cry it was like this heavenly experience and I had like four doulas there not because I hired them but because I paid for the student program <laughs> you know yeah. cheaper I was right. a student myself but I was so empowered and supported I felt like a goddess like I've never felt like that before and so I was like this is my life's purpose right where was this before right, right. so that's what started everything for me Wow, that's beautiful, Carla. Mm-hmm. Thanks I for love sharing that. that. Yeah, I really love that. Aww. Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to share yours? Sure. So a few years ago, I came to Provo for school and um, started nannying for someone who was a doula. And I didn't really know what that was. But I'm like, well, birth stuff is cool, whatever. <laughs> um, but I had grown up with this notion that people who birthed at home were crazy people. <laughs> Yeah, and so too. I was like, maybe she's a crazy person. I don't know. So I like worked for her, and You're then like, I don't know, but I kind of like it. It's like I'm down because yeah, I'm kind of crazy, crazy too. Huh? Yeah. I kind of dig it. 
Yeah, but I'd work for her friends occasionally too because everybody needs childcare, right? And they were all kind of in the home birth scene as well. And like the more that I just like saw how everybody lived their life and everything, I was mm-hmm. like, maybe they're not crazy. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I started looking into it and my degrees in family studies. So every time mm-hmm. I could for like a research project, I would be like, I'm going to talk about birth, which was like <laughs> a little more medical than my degree, but right. it was fine. And yeah, the more I learned, the more I felt like it's really the place that I wanted to be. And so, yeah, like as soon as I graduated, I took some doula training and I still doula now. So that's awesome. And where do people go for doula training? There's, if there's so someone many else out there. There's so many. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's so many. There's one coming next month. Oh, it's not like a, like a, like a school where you go and learn. Mm-mm. Oh, so midwives or doulas that are professionals and they've been doing it for a certain amount of time, they can do doula trainings. Wow, mm-hmm. that's awesome! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you can choose if you want to become certified through, you know, you do go to school to become a midwife, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not okay. a doula. Yeah, it's very different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for um, sharing that. I I know you taught doulas and co. You're welcome, yeah. Cassandra. <laughs> Slip that in there. (laughs) Um, She has her Raise the Bar doula trainings, and that's where I got trained from. Wow. And I know she has one coming up pretty soon. So, and they're here in Utah, and she's very hands-on. and She's awesome. And I also love Cassandra, and I would put in another vote for that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the lady that was there when I was taking photos at one time? Yeah, she was the one who hosted the vision board paint night for her doulas. I I remember her. She was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she trains doulas with Soraya Price. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were... You were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? Yeah. Hussie? So what, what oh, got you interested in me? Um, so I've had, so I've had two boys um, before. Beautiful boys. Thank my you. So and cute. I never. And they look exactly like you. I don't think so. <laughs> really? <laughs> I no, think so. I think. Um, I think. Especially Leo. I feel like Leo looks just like Sean. Maybe because he's super tan though. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But, but his face. His Aww. face, his eyes. I feel like he has my eyes. We'll see when they grow up. <laughs> so I had Ezra, and with that birth, it wasn't traumatic or anything. It wasn't bad. He came how he was supposed to, and it was beautiful. But I felt like I was a passenger. Mm. Okay. And I felt like this yeah. happened to me. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yes. So I didn't feel like I owned it. Like I yes. didn't feel like a goddess. It was like he's here. Like, I'm not saying you have to feel like a goddess. A lot of people don't feel like that after birth, but I just felt like it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have, like, really any say. Like, I did have say, like, are you uncomfortable? Does it hurt? Like, yes, no, but not like a, I have a birth plan. Mm-hmm. I want an epidural, yes or no kind of thing. Um, and then I had a super traumatic miscarriage in between Ezra and Leo. Aww. And then with Leo, I thought I gave birth once. Well, I gave birth twice, but to a full-term yeah. baby, like it's going to be the same and his birth was completely the opposite and it was really really traumatic and both me and my husband were like what the hell just happened even the doctor like he missed the birth and he like came the next day and he's like what the hell happened and i'm like yeah i, I don't know you talking yeah. about this yeah and so it was really traumatic and so i remember Why like was it traumatic um like did you feel like you were unsupported or um it was traumatic mostly because so for different reasons so okay. 
I was expect like it, w- it went the opposite of how Ezra's went. So All for right. example, like his went like twenty hours. This one was mm. like shorter than a Men in Black movie. Oh, and then dang. like the and the nurse didn't listen. Like I was like, I need to push, and she was like, No, you don't. Like she kept telling me, No, you oh. don't. And oh. she's like, You need Rude. the epidural. And so they I were giving see. me an epidural, and I was like, The baby's crowning, and I was literally holding the baby with my hand. Oh, and they're like, No, mean. he's not. Anyways, it's this whole story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How yeah. can somebody argue with you when you have a baby yeah. literally coming yeah. out of you and you're like, there's a head there, people. Yeah, and just yeah. Like, it's a whole story. I'm not oh, going to go into this that. This reminds me of like the Kourtney Kardashian story Remember <laughs> of how she uh, no. gave birth and she literally pulled her baby out of her <gasps> vagina. I yeah. Her water broke and then she went, she, go, she went, I'm going to go take a shower and shave. So she went, took a shower, shaved, put on her makeup, like nothing happened, went to the hospital, pushed Pull the baby <gasps> out. Oh my oh gosh, my I gosh. didn't know that. I did not know yeah. that. The that was like well, it was like the old Kardashians back in like oh. I don't know, 2006 <laughs> or seven something like that. Oh, wow. uh, when they did their own makeup. Are you calling them uh, old? Yeah, they shaved their they, own legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the old they season don't do that is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, carrying on, yes, um, anyways, it was it was traumatic, but I wasn't planning on giving a natural birth. And I remember after having that birth. I was like, oh, my God, I survived that. And even though everything was happening and even though I was like really Mm -hmm. like afraid of what happened and traumatized, I also felt really proud of myself. Right. That even through the chaos, like I birthed them naturally without planning it. So And so I from then on, I was like, next baby, I'm going to just educate and empower myself. So I know my rights. And it wasn't like. So I just knew my rights. So I knew what I was saying yes to mm-hmm. and like what was happening to me. And so I didn't feel like a passenger. I felt like I was driving the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I literally had my job and I quit to be a stay-at-home mom. And then the next day there was a doula training. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have one more paycheck. <laughs> Yay, and I literally and put it on the doula training. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to be a doula. And he's like, what? <laughs> and yeah, the rest is history. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's and so amazing. I, you know, yeah, just like being able to not have a voice, you know what I mean? Yeah. When it mm-hmm. comes to literally what's very personal to you right. and yeah. your body. Because you always mm-hmm. remember your yeah. birth story. Like you're yes. going to die remembering your birth story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember Vera's birth story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what should someone look for in a doula midwife advocate to know if they are a good fit for them? Ooh, good question. I feel like... Somebody can interview me and I might not be their cup mm-hmm. of tea. Exactly. And vice versa. And I feel like, honestly, one very important thing is to listen to your intuition. Right. And mm. see if you, not like vibe with, like, yes, vibe with yes, them, but you vibe. feel connected. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like like I said, you go to your grave remembering your birth story. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to know, like, if I have her in my birth story, she's going to make sure it's sacred and that I'm empowered and that I'm validated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important to find somebody that you feel comfortable with. And I've had people pick me because they're like, I like that you have red hair. And I'm like, that's really cool that that's why you picked me. (laughs) 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 Do you want to talk to me? (laughs) (laughs) No, look at you is enough. (laughs) I mean, I was for her. Um, That's funny. Yeah, but you really like. And most people that I meet interview at least a few doulas. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah, good to find somebody that just you feel really at home with because in all reality, you might meet them just like a few times Mm -hmm. before you have your baby, but then like they're there for that very sacred kind of moment, right? Um, 
Sorry, everybody, for the Yeah, sorry sirens. if you were here at the sirens. <laughs> There's so, an emergency something's outside. Something's happening. Maybe someone's maybe having a baby. Yes, maybe <laughs> someone's having a baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the doulas are we're coming. Gonna, yeah, we're, we're actually finishing this interview right now. <laughs> they Somebody's got water broke bite. outside the window. <laughs> they have a birthing to attend. Okay. Yeah. Um. And like when you pick a practitioner as well, whether it's right. an OB or a midwife, mm-hmm. whoever you're picking, um, it's good to ask open-ended questions from yes. them. Like, what would you do in this event? Like, what would you do if I had a gorilla and not a baby? You know, like, yes. you need to. <laughs> I think that's what my mom asked. Yeah. And I came out being a gorilla. So, whoops. A cute one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I was thought I was birthing a child. It's literally a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but it's really important to ask open ended questions and right. just see how that person responds and like how their ideals align with your own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like a lot of women go into their birth blindly because, you know, we grow up seeing on like movies and TV shows like well, your water breaks and it's an emergency and you just go to the hospital and they just tell you what to do and they give you some drugs and you have a baby and that's what happens. I mean, that's literally what happened with me and Laura. Yeah. That's oh. what happened with me and my both Well, we didn't yeah. even like, we didn't, Laura didn't even read any book. We just did it blindly. Right. Uh-huh. And like, well, we, we've heard like a, a few stories like, oh, when your water breaks, supposed to be clear. I was like, okay, I think that's it. And then it's like, we heard about this uh, mucus plug thing and uh-huh. we had no idea what it looked like. Uh-huh. And then when it happened, we're like, oh my gosh, what is this? It is, is so hard to find a good picture of a mucus plug, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I tried to find one so I could talk about them on my Instagram. So it Laura could be has like, a picture of her mucus plug. Ooh, you I'll should send it to me. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm a doula. Can I have a picture yeah. of your mucus plug? Kind of um, creepy, but don't worry so about it. So that I can post and people can know what you it looks like. Tag him on the Instagram and he goes to his fashion. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 what? It's my mucus plug. This is not on brand. This is not on brand. Like, don't worry about it. But yeah, like when Laura's water broke, it had like green stuff in it. I was like, I don't know what that means, but like, I mm-hmm. guess Vera pooped in the womb. Yes. Uh-huh. And that came like that. Yeah. And like, when her um, mucus plug came out, or like, uh, oh, what is that the baby? Or what yeah, is and going then that's on? where a doula can come in because they can yeah, I know. So like, talk, yeah. like thinking right. like what as Lizette was talking, I was thinking, my goodness, it would have been so amazing if mm-hmm. we had somebody there to mm-hmm. kind of train us through mm-hmm. it and kind of tell us what yeah. to look for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, doulas are amazing. Yeah, so that you know what to look out for, and um, it's really cool these days because we have so much more access to information. Yes. People are asking way more questions, mm-hmm. and they come in way more informed than right. like even just our parents. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I would also say. One good thing say, about internet, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can you can be misinformed really easily well, yeah, too, right. through internet, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I can. I would also say that it goes both ways. Like if there is someone that is aspiring to be a midwife or a doula, to also be empowered to understand that you get to pick who you work for. Yeah. Um, you know, there that is a choice to you as well. As yeah. m- well, maybe as much as you need the money or the experience, uh, you get to decide if you would um, be the support that person needs to mm-hmm. be there yeah. during their births. But true yeah. that. So many mics being dropped right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But not our mics because we needed to talk. No, uh, yeah, we're firmly we, supported. We don't want to yeah. break like your doula. <laughs> can support you. <laughs> I love that. I uh, love it. Yasmin, 
already said mine yeah. was the first oh, one. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Cheated. my bad. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, since your professions aren't as mainstream, quote unquote, <coughs> I'm, I'm not done. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Since your yeah, yeah yeah I know don't worry I'm not dying. Um, since your professions aren't as mainstream as doctors and and hospitals, mm-hmm. what do you wish people knew more about what you do, or what do you wish people were more aware of or open minded about? Ooh. 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 Specifically for speak birth on that. for anything that you want to speak like, on or like basically like what um, she does and like no I mean in general birth workers are worth every penny and i, I wish mean yeah they're the one that makes sure that the delivery of your child is safe yeah no 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 no, no, no. no. Oh. Well, are non-medical birth assistants your midwife or ob is yeah. the person who's responsible for everybody's mm-hmm. safety mm. yeah so, so think of it like the doula oh, you go yeah on the doula part right now it, i if i could choose Something that I wanted everyone to know is that one, everyone needs one. Two, right. it's worth it. Right. Um, three, uh, you shouldn't try to find the cheapest doula out there just because it's uh, the cheapest doula. You might be paying for like a five hundred dollar foot rub. Yeah. <laughs> and like not feel empowered at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But um, back to what she was saying, like we're not enough, we're we don't do the medical side. So a good mm-hmm. way to think about it is like the midwife and the OB. They're like the medical side, like the hips down, and you could think the doula is like the mind, body, heart, spirit connection, mm-hmm. where we like empower it and make sure it's sacred and educate you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, and we're help there to like we're help there to oh, words. Um, we're <laughs> there to help um, birthing people and their partners learn about what all of their options yes. are, mm-hmm. right. which is a really cool part of what we do. And then mm-hmm. we're there to support them in their options mm-hmm. and like make sure that their voices are heard, right. that kind of thing. And there's lots of great medical practitioners out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And um, but they have like their usual way of doing things. But it's our job to help people find what is best for themselves because the people who are birthing should always be the ones in charge like they're the ceo they are like the person in charge in that room because like i understand you had a baby pretty recently you and your partner um and like you're the ones paying all the money Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah you should be the ones ones calling the shots yeah tell me why it was more expensive for us to stay at the hospital than the actual birth itself yeah I don't even because know. Hospitals I don't even know. Are, um, <laughs> very capitalist. Yes. Yeah. And we don't have to We got to get the into bill. It. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? $800 a night? That's crazy. <laughs> I, it's not hey, even you cute. You at the Ritz Carlton. The husbands don't even get a bed. It's like, it's like I remember seeing Sean. He looked like a poor little cat oh, on the couch. You? And I'm like, we're paying eight hundred dollars and you're sleeping like a dog. Like no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what is that about? Yeah. That's why I'll pay the doula and be comfortable. Is what I say. Also, mm-hmm. uh, the doulas help be the voice of what's happening because sometimes things happen really fast. Mm-hmm. Doctors or midwives don't have the time to guide them through it. Right. They have to sometimes they just have to do right. stuff. And yeah. so the doula would great. be yeah, yeah. yeah. which They're is doing their you job. need that, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone, the birthing person needs that, baby needs that. And so you have the doula there just like translating everything. Like they're educated enough that they can guide the 
the couple, the person, through whatever's going on. So, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Do you have anything else to add? Um, writing the question, what do I wish everybody knew? Um, well, I just come back to like postpartum doula. Oh, oh yes, mm-hmm. it's so important. Um, and Seriously. I also think that's worth every penny and just to know that so i recently did a conference and our speaker laura perry she brought up the term matronance i'm pretty sure i'm mispronouncing it but she basically described it as your transition from who you are as a mother into a mother is completely different and just as as comfortable and you go on this own personal journey kind of like when you went through puberty yeah like your body's changing your hormones changing your emotions Mm -hmm. are changing and we feel like it's going to be like a movie. Like you have your baby, you have your Gerber baby, you have your Lululemon leggings. Like it all happened in 10 minutes. It all happened in 10 minutes. It was great. And it was great. And you go home and everything's perfect. You know, your baby's sleeping. Your you tummy's know. flat two episodes later. Yes. You're going to yoga. And it's like, you're going through this huge change and you shouldn't have to go through it alone. Right. And know mm-hmm. that you are not alone. And if you can't find a friend or a family member or a mother figure, there are postpartum doulas mm-hmm. there to help and guide you and support you and make sure that that journey that you're going through as a mother is respected and that it's sacred and teach you how to physically heal, mm-hmm. how to emotionally heal. And also like <clears throat> be aware of red flags of like um, mood disorders that might come Pernatal up as well. Disorders. Right. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. say that even if you have a friend or a mom, you will, you need someone that is educated enough to guide you through that Yes, moms have a lot of experience, sisters, friends, but they also have their own beliefs that might not be what you want to you include in your motherhood. And so your doula is there to support you through whatever you want to be supported without mm, pushing beliefs or mm-hmm. techniques or things or it's telling like, you how you're doing it wrong because that's like unbiased support like unbiased. we're unbiased right. and we're just here to support you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, there are studies that show how the support of a doula during birth and postpartum can like alleviate the incidency of mood disorders we're talking about depression anxiety um postpartum rage things mm-hmm. like that and so I personally went through that on my own without knowing that I could have a doula by my side. And uh, when I trained to be a doula, it was like, why? Why did I do this alone? So that was another reason why I'm doing this. It's just like, I don't want any other woman to go through anything on their own. Yeah. Pertaining motherhood, right? And if like you're going through postpartum and you can't afford a postpartum doula because birth itself, like we mentioned, is super expensive. So a postpartum doula, a lot of people think of it as like an extra luxury. There are Mm -hmm. um, postpartum women's circles held by like Mm -hmm. post like Mm -hmm. therapists that are trained in that Mm -hmm. and that hold circles. And those are so helpful as well. That's true. And even your birth doula, ask her like, what can you provide postpartum? Like, yeah, your doula can help you make a postpartum plan. plan. Like Mm -hmm. even just just a mm-hmm. plan and that could be your your baby shower gift yeah like who needs ten thousand onesies right yeah and it's like I yeah no for real <laughs> <laughs> your kid probably outgrew a lot of those onesies yes right. yeah. by the yes. time they're a week old yes mm-hmm. yeah so i just say yes <laughs> support the whole journey through is so important and it's not an extra luxury it's a necessity yes. and that you're worth yes. that value and if you can't afford it get creative some doulas 
do trades like mm-hmm. like mm. i know a doula who um like they her husband was a photographer for mm-hmm. example and he was like mm-hmm. i charge this much for photography you charge this much for doula work can we trade mm-hmm. kind of yeah thing. that's mm-hmm. really creative I yeah definitely and so trade a massage therapist right Mm-hmm. Um, and so just get creative and like she said, put it on your registry. Like if you, right. for your baby shower, have everybody pitch in $10 for the yeah. doula right. mm-hmm. and just know that there is support out there and that you're not alone. And now in this day and age, the beautiful thing of technology is that there's a lot of resources, there's podcasts, there's Instagram mm-hmm. pages, which is tips. And so just know that you're not alone and there's hope and there's people who are going through it as well. Thank you, Asmeen, for saying that. I'm going to say the thing I wish people knew, um, and especially dads, because they're the ones I hear it from the most, I wish they knew that the hospital is not the safest place to give birth. (laughs) And the U.S. is actually the least safe first world country to give birth in in the world. Um, We have really high maternal mortality rates, and especially for women of color, they're higher um, because there's just all sorts of systemic issues. But the problem in the U.S. that we have is that we have a lot of over-intervention, and a lot of people want to go to the hospital out of fear, right? They're like, if something goes wrong, I want to be at the hospital, which like... That is so legitimate, and I think it's so considerate of mm-hmm. partners to be like concerned for everybody's mm-hmm. safety. Yeah, definitely. But because of the over interventions, like it's actually much safer for people who have um, like a typically developing pregnancy, one that doesn't have a lot of problems, to give birth like at a birth center or at home with an adequately trained midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have this assumption that hospitals are the safest. Mm-hmm. And hospitals are the safest in an emergency situation, yeah. right? If something's going wrong, then a hospital is a great place to be. But most um, midwives and birth centers, um, really competent ones, are happy to transfer people yes. when it's necessary. Before right? it goes wrong. Yes, before it goes mm-hmm. wrong. So. And if you are a pregnant person and you're looking like who you want to birth with, I would ask people what their transfer rate is and they should be like very happy to share it with you. Yeah, um, that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really wish more people knew that That's and would true. look into like maternal mortality rates throughout the world because mm-hmm. um, we are conditioned to think that hospitals are the safest place. Yeah, we don't talk about it because like having a baby anywhere but a hospital is still very counterculture. Right. Um, but there's a reason why people feel so strongly about mm. it. Yeah. Mm. So. That's amazing. Thanks for it, folks. I know. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about rates. How much would people uh, be looking into into hiring a doula and having that type of support in in that process? I I would say that depends heavily on which state you're in. Right. And even the the part uh, of the state that you're in. The part Mm -hmm. of the state that you're in, the The amount of doulas around. If there are more doulas, there are. The, the more the less they charge I guess sometimes it just really depends yeah, yeah. on the person yeah mm-hmm. and even like your relationship to them right yeah right. but for the sake of transparency like I charge 750 for my very basic package which is like two postpartum visits um being on call 38 weeks onward and then I do two 
Um, did I say postpartum first? Yes. I yes. did. I meant prenatal. prenatal. I do two prenatals and I was two like, postpartum. Wow, you're going straight to the after party. Yes, <laughs> I'm a time traveler. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I do like two visits on each end. A lot of doulas do one, and I used to only do one as well. But there's such a need for yeah. postpartum support mm-hmm. that I, I decided two. to add a second one yeah. onto mm-hmm. my standard package, and right. then like we can go from there. Like if somebody had a scheduled cesarean and they wanted me to be present for it, I wouldn't charge them as much because like the big chunk of what you're paying for with a doula is to have them on call for you yeah right because they'll come anytime day of night when mm-hmm. you need them that's Once amazing it's, yeah like it close is. to having your baby like that's why doctors are expensive right. because they're on call i went right <laughs> i had a birth and i was in park city and she went early and she oh. was all the way in provo at 2 oh, a.m no i got there in like half an hour don't know how <laughs> Magic. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. I do know. Yeah. You're yeah. a birth worker. I'm like, I'm here. Where's the baby? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, if somebody had like a scheduled cesarean for some reason and they wanted a doula, mm-hmm. I would do that for cheaper. Or like if right. somebody that wanted to add more visits on, mm-hmm. like they wanted an extra hypnosis session because I'm a hypno doula, right? Then we would charge like a little extra for that or for right. some extra postpartum support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's me and a lot of doulas charge like around that rate yeah. mm-hmm. around yeah. 500 600 700 yeah. yeah i think doulas should charge more yeah, yeah. i know yeah. in other states yeah. they charge more and they get booked more uh, uh, here yeah. in here in utah so move out of state like, all of you doulas yeah. <laughs> 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 and just let these three handle you and they'll charge more thank, now, you. Still we're busy. thank you very much <laughs> all you. of your monies yes <laughs> um i do postpartum work and i charge in the range of 500 to 700 depending on what they need but okay. with the 500 i go once a week for the six weeks in the initial visit when they have their baby oh wow, that is amazing that is yeah, so, so good like, it has mean so but that's like yeah but if they need yeah that's where i start at <laughs> yeah. and do but yeah okay. well just to you know the reason why i asked that is so people can kind of get an idea right. of what gauge, right? you know mm-hmm. if they're interested in it at least they know what the no, what to budget for? Budget would be. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Put that on the registry. Exactly. <laughs> Put that on the registry. I need a doula. Yes. Okay. How can men become better informed or be better advocates for their wives during childbirth and postpartum? Listen. Oh, yes. Listen. <laughs> to the song here in my heart. There's so many ways. There's uh, ways for every kind of learning type that there is. There's books podcasts videos documentaries this podcast, this podcast. <laughs> yes this podcast <laughs> documentaries and i also suggest that if you do get a doula or a birth coach or whatever you call it to be present whenever she's meeting with the birthing person mm-hmm. um going to prenatals really helps and going to like the medical prenatals as well yes yeah. yes it just keeps the keeps you dads, you know, partners in the loop, in the know, and it makes you part of the birthing process because, uh, and maybe you experience this, when a mom or a birthing person is birthing, there's a cocktail of hormones that's happening, preparing this this person to love this child that's being born down. I mean, Dads I don't go through my that. Eyes when I saw Vera. No. I bet. I wish Sean cried. I was just like, oh my, my, God, my husband too. Perfect. She is. Anyway and more. Yeah, he has to yes. show you pictures when oh, we're done. Oh, I do want to see pictures. She is, and that's so really beautiful. awesome for for men that are uh, more open to be sensitive and right. that don't. Mm 
care to be seen crying. My husband's yes. the same. He was all over it. He was part of the birth. Um, but, you know, you know who you are and what you're comfortable with. So being part of everything or as much as you can from the beginning mm-hmm. will help with the transition of becoming a dad. Because, exactly. yeah, and some men do just don't have that feeling like, oh my gosh, this is my child. Some dads are like, cool, now there's this little thing and I might break it. I know that my dad never carried me or like held me when I was little because he thought he was going to break me. That's crazy. That's Aww. sad. Yeah, that's very sad. Right? Yeah. But that was also like a part of the culture. Right. Men don't and do yeah, that. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So. And yeah. I think if you are listening to this and you're a man... Go with your wife, your partner, mm-hmm. um, to interview the doulas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you both vibe on them and know that the mm-hmm. doula is working for both of you as a team and that she knows how to empower he or she, if it's a doodla. Right. Know how to empower a you. A doodla and a doodla. A doodla and a doodla. Like when I, when I used to do births, my first visit would mostly be getting to know both the spouse and yes. the wife. Like how you, as a partner, how do you manifest stress? How mm-hmm. do you want to be talked mm-hmm. to? How right. do you learn and make them very much involved? Mm. I even had like one prenatal where it was going to count as a prenatal, but it didn't end up counting as a prenatal because it ended up turning into like an energy session for the dad because he has so much PTSD from their first That's baby. so amazing. Wow. And guiding him through that and holding space for him and preparing him for that mm-hmm. wow. letting and empowering him that that's so, so just know what yeah, like so just make sure you find a doula that respects your partner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as much as they respect you and know that they're not going to get in the way of your partner they're mm-hmm. just going to make sure that you feel empowered and invalidated both of you guys right and help you communicate that that's so together important. and to your provider that's so important maybe some listeners are thinking well if i have a doula my husband's gonna feel misplaced or like he's yeah. pushed to the side that is not the job of a doula mm-hmm. right. and the yeah. the total opposite the doula is there to unify and make sure that make sure that also the husband's comfortable or the partner's mm-hmm. comfortable mm-hmm. like some men yeah. just don't want to be involved they can't see blood they would rather be holding the hand of the wife that was me great i can't do blood yeah. then then the doula's got the other part right, yeah. right. so yeah it's a teamwork i th- I think it was Cassandra, Lisa, and I mm-hmm. know both. I think she like mentioned once she was like a doula's kind of being like a memory keeper or a gate mm. holder oh, for yeah. the couple, and I love that so <clears throat> much because things can go like you can plan so much for your birth, right? And things can go right, but a doula is there to make sure like that even if things go not according to plan, if your mm-hmm. baby was to nick you, if it was traumatic, that they're just there to hold the memory and the sacredness of it all for both parties, right? Yeah. yeah, so I agree with these ladies, and I would add on to that, like, if you, if your partner is birthing, like, ask your own questions, like, right. definitely, yeah. like, read the books with them, and, like, go to appointments, I always encourage um, my clients to have their partner attend at least one appointment, some yes. people have, like, issues with their partner, so if they want to do an appointment alone, then, like, whatever that's cool if they need to like disclose stuff i'm good with that um but yeah like ask your own questions and partner education is one of my favorite parts of being a doula because like when i first started out as a doula i did some volunteer doula work and i can't tell you how many rooms i walked into where the dads were they do either one of two things um one is like sitting in the corner and Mm -hmm. like on their phone or just looking very scared right right (laughs) or the other one like twiddling their thumbs like or the other one is the dad who's like right up in their partner's face and they're like what do you want what do you want what do you want what do you need (laughs) 
can I get you something? What do you want? What do you want? Babe, babe, what do you want? <laughs> it's just like, this is not helpful. <laughs> You're stressing out the lady. I'm like, getting stressed she listening is past to the like, point of being able to answer you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not helpful right now. So yeah, I love being able definitely. to like talk to partners about what to expect. Right. And mm-hmm. also like give them hands on tools. Yes. Like, because what I find is like most partners really want to be involved yes. and they want to do it in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And I want that for them because Me like too. we were talking about how like there's all these hormones that happen during birth that make you remember it so much. Mm-hmm. And I want my clients to remember looking into their partner's eyes much, much more than I want them to remember looking into mine because yeah. like I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm not important in their long-term picture. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like, I want the partner to be involved and like for them to feel like they're helpful right right because that's one of the biggest things is they're like I just want to help out I just want to like do something to help her feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like more safe you know things like that which is so lovely so it's really cool to be able to teach them like this is how we do different counter pressure methods and like I love a second prenatal just for that because it's so hands-on it's like role-playing like because it, te- it teaches them, like, through role-playing and practicing, that, like, mm-hmm. by the time it's game time, it's, like, muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You prepared yeah. for it. Right. Yeah. Instead You're of, so like, what mm-hmm. happened? And it's, like, they bonded in that yes. where it happens. And you, like, look at your partner. You're, like, it's go time. Squeeze my hips. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me I'm pretty. Yeah. Tell me I'm Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, when I'm there at births and I um, I get to see that partnership and, that, and the bonding that happened because I'm working with a midwife, so... I'm looking at the less clinical prenatal Mm -hmm. and the longer prenatal where dad gets to ask questions and the midwife gets to answer and guide them. When it's the birth uh, time, I get to, I fall in love with the kind of uh, partnership they have. It's so Mm -hmm. amazing to see an empowered man just being there for the wife however he chooses and it's also so great to see how the conversations that happened before prepared both of them Mm -hmm. right because i've also seen the other spectrum where the they don't talk about it because they don't know they should talk Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. and so yeah then you see the scared husband or the lost partner Mm -hmm. Or like, or like some people are scared and they do? shut down, so mm-hmm. they just come off as like being very detached, right? Yeah. Right, and so it's so. really cool being able to, yeah, help partners mm-hmm. connect through the birth it's process. So cool. It's not only a mother that's born; it's a father no. being born, yes. exactly. it's a family that's being mm-hmm. born. It's Whether so it's your amazing. second or third kid, mm-hmm. like yeah. your family's being born all over again into this yeah. new yep. dynamic, and so your dynamic is all changed again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> with every child. Like, oh, here yeah. we go again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, how does one go about looking for the right doula, or what's the first step? You can step go in to UtahDoulasandCompany.com. <laughs> say, say that again. <laughs> You're welcome, Cassandra. <laughs> um, so if you go to UtahDoulasandCompany.com, or if you're in Utah, there's like the Utah Doulas Association. You can, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, lots of us doulas are on the Instagram. Instagram. So okay, even if you look up the hashtag, let's just say everybody's Instagram. Yes. Yes. I'm Zen with Lizette. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Zen Garden yeah, uh-huh. with Mila Z. I see what you did there. It's cute. I talk about all sorts of stuff, but especially birth, women's health. Right. So follow me. She has so much cool tips, and I love following both of them. Yes, I do. Um, I have two accounts, and so, like I said, I'm not doing birth work anymore, so you won't see me posting a lot about that, but you can follow my postpartum page, and it's called at the postpartum revolution, and me and my partner, Jatem, um, do that, and we both do doula work, birth work, and she is um, a lactation consultant as well, mm. but we mostly right now are doing um, events, so if you go follow us, we have an event coming up February 10th, Yay. and then hopefully we're doing our first postpartum revolution wellness day in March for prenatal and postpartum moms. And then we'll just do events um, bi-monthly and then our conference will be bi-annually. So yeah. So if you can't afford a doula, come to a workshop because doulas go and a lot of people have been able to find their doulas through our events Mm. Mm -hmm. and then educate themselves. And then if you want to learn about like Yonis. Like, well, not specifically Yonis. Somebody once called me the Hermione of vaginas, and I don't know how I felt about that. I love that. <laughs> and now my I husband, he, like, goes to people, and he's like, my wife's a witch. She has a cauldron. I'm like, it's a crock pot. And they're <laughs> herbs. And he was like, you do magic in there. And I'm like, I know. Anyways. Um, That's awesome. So cute. Hermione so that one's called Woman & Co. So it's W-O-M-B-Y-N. So womb and then Y-N. So to include people. Um, mm-hmm. who identify differently so they feel included. Yes. And then CO. And basically there I talk about all things womanhood and like the spirit and mind connection. So right now we're doing like cycles and talking about like the spirit and emotional connection of like your period and how that has to do with you as a woman. So that's where I'm at. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm at motherly.goddess. I believe all women are goddesses and I've found my connection to my inner goddess through mother motherhood. Motherhood has been rough me to say the least because I had such a high maintenance baby and then I had perinatal mood disorders so my account is focused on birth tips postpartum exposure I post all kinds of bodies and um and also just one-liners on motherhood in general like I just I just need women to know that they don't need to know how to be moms they can figure it out one day at a time and um, and I just think it it all it all is connected for me. Yeah. So that's what I do on there. Motherly dot goddess. Follow all of us. Yes, yeah, please. I know. Lizette yeah. and Carla's pages are <laughs> really fun too. We like, put like hard work into them. Like oh Instagram is hard. So much just about the pictures, but I'm like my words are so much more important. And right. sometimes I like, like stay up all night just for like real. fact checking and making uh-huh. sure because like if you put like hey yeah. here are the stats to this, you have to make sure you can back it up. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm a researcher, so I'll like. Include DOIs oh if I'm talking about <laughs> studies. <laughs> so literally, if you follow us, you will learn so much. Of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember after my wife gave birth to our daughter, I thought to myself, damn, my wife is the strongest woman that I know of. Amen. You are. Yes. Laura, if you're hearing this, yes. go you. And I wrote a whole entire post about it. My Underst- Like really appreciating women Aww. and the power they don't really understand. They mm-hmm. don't really fully know. Right. They're like these walking angels. Nobody Literally. sees their and wings. I, and I told her, could you imagine me giving birth? I would be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, cut my stomach open. Just l- l- get it out. I, you know what I mean? I'm not doing this. Yeah. 
But God knew exactly what he was doing by putting women in charge of it because yeah. you guys are strong yeah. and We're goddesses. I wish women Sweet. knew that more. I feel like there's such a disconnect to that. I feel like right now it's like trendy to be like, I'm a hashtag goddess. Hashtag uh, chakras Lord. and they don't like really dive into understanding. Yes. Oh, like a lot of people don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it's like no, don't go into it just because it's trendy. Like don't mm-hmm. go like exactly go into it to fully embody. Like right, there is it isn't black and white. Is it isn't you and then your body. There's like this whole connection mm-hmm. into it. Right, and there's a million different shades of gray. And if you look really really closely, mm-hmm. there's so many million colors in the shade of gray. And I'm just gonna stop now. But <laughs> so artistic. So fast. Like it's it's at the same time it's just. So so much easier said than done. You yes. know, you can be the most empowering woman in the world, but there is one day that you feel very insecure. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's gonna be like, oh my gosh, I've taught all these women about being empowered, right. but like here I am, second guessing myself, and it's okay. But that's oh, the every power day of my really life. Okay. That's yeah. the power of community. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. the power of being empowered. Of and like decide very picky about who you follow mm-hmm. is it empowering is are yeah. you following to compare yourself with others yeah yep. you know very what conscious. do you get from there i don't know it's just it's so well, I'm like birth is such a vulnerable thing yeah mm-hmm. right and like you've just been through like all of these huge changes and i like working a lot with first-time moms they're my favorite to work with and it's it's a lot of unknown and it's a lot of like very deep kind of personal yeah. work being okay with that. Right. right. And so that's, that's a huge part of it too. Like, and that's powerful in and of itself, being able to go into something, not knowing what it's like. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> is there anything else that brings us to the end of our podcast interview is there any last words you guys would ladies would like to share with the people um i think something that came to mind when you said like you can be the most empowering woman but sometimes you just have days where you just feel shitty and that's normal mm-hmm. i have those more often than not i told my husband i saw i forgot whose instagram i saw she's like i spent half the year depressed and half the year stressed by every day counting my blessings oh, and i was oh yeah and i was like oh my god and so and i feel like if you have hard feelings feel them right and yes. honor them yeah. and right. Close your eyes and just breathe and like try to visualize where am I feeling it? Am I feeling it in my shoulders? And then just thank yourself for feeling that. Thank you for feeling angry. Thank you for feeling sad because there's it could be so much worse when if you're just numbing yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you feel it and you accept it and you express gratitude, like thank you for this heartache. You can just give it back to source or whatever you believe in Mm -hmm. and you can just see the blessings come from it. So if you're hearing this and you're like, I don't feel empowered as a mom. I hate my pregnancy. It sucks. Or I'm never having a baby again. Like, just know that those are okay feelings yeah. and that it will pass and that you have women that have been there through it and that and we're that here to support you. always yep. deserve support. You yeah. always deserve love. Yeah. You belong. Yeah. Because yeah. I know it could be hard if you feel that way and everybody's looking like Beyonce up there and you're like, ah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Reality. <laughs> yeah. I guess I would, um, yeah, repeat what I said. I believe every person um, has a goddess uh, in them, whether you're a woman or not, you know? Um, and I... Yeah, I believe that every day about myself. I'm a goddess. <laughs> you are yes. a goddess, Alpha. Honey, yes. Excuse me. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yep. And I just uh, really wish that whenever you become a mother um, or a father, you can find healing um, and that you can rediscover and re, uh, yeah, find yourself again because that's what happened to me through motherhood. I thought I knew who I was. I and nope. It was until I became a mother that I started to heal. All these things started to come up. It's normal. Um, you're, yeah, there's trauma that you maybe don't even know you have. I'm not a therapist, but it's just, it's a cycle of life. You And you can be empowered to heal and to give the best to the future generations, but it has to start with you. You have to work with you. And I think this whole birth world has helped to me um, start that journey. It's such a long journey. So yeah, just along with what Hasmin said, feel your feelings, uh, accept yourself, hold space for them, and then, um, yeah, and then continue on. Yeah. Thank you. I want everybody to know that like their birth story is important no matter how it happened Mm -hmm. because we sometimes get this weird cultural thing where it's like, well, I had my baby naturally, so I'm superior to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) a weird way to think about it. Like your story matters and like how your birth happened. Mm -hmm. Does it make you a strong woman or whether you got an epidural or not at home? home or yeah. c-section whatever right. it is all births are natural yes births. yeah yes, so exactly. i think that's really important to know and also if you're listening to this because you love alpha but you don't have much to do with birth <laughs> anybody can donate mm-hmm. to the um period drive oh yeah we're doing a period drive <laughs> give us tampons okay um, i have to tell you the craziest thing yeah okay so i posted out the period drive uh-huh. yesterday <laughs> I don't have much followers. I was like, okay, I'm going to do 300 gold. Somebody DM'd me and they're, I'm picking up 2,000 what boxes <gasps> on Thursday. 2,000 boxes? Yeah, she just DM'd me. She's like, I'm free this, like Thursday. Do you want to come over? And I was like, why does she have, what? No. Props to you. I, well, I know she she's she's um 88 East, so she does a lot of sma- um, oh my um, weaving art. And I know that she's a big activist in that. And so that's I'm so sure she's cool. collected for her own purpose. Oh, that's amazing. But she's oh donating a ton. And I, I literally was like working. And then I was like turned on my phone and I saw it. And I literally was like ugly crying. Because I was like, oh my gosh. So Lizette and I, if you guys want to contribute, we're um, collaborating with Utah to Listen Co. And so the, if you follow our Instagrams, you'll yeah. see details on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I also tag their Instagrams when I post about this. Yes. Yeah. So. But no matter who you are, you can donate. You can help women who are homeless in our community. Even you men, you can donate uh-huh. a yes, few please. things. You can okay. even donate on Venmo with hashtag period power if you don't want to go buy tampons or pads yourself. Or there's an Amazon shopping list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of ways. But But it's a really cool way to get involved in women's health in your community, no matter who you are. Yeah, so you can help. Because it's the women that's enabling this population. Okay. Amen. Mm -hmm. And imagine, yeah, there's menstruating people that are on the streets that they have to pay for it and they have to choose between a meal or sanitary products. And imagine if you had to pay for toilet paper every time you had to wipe. Oh, man. Don't leave a sister bleeding out. Yeah. So donate. It's up until Valentine's Day, right? Um, yes, I thought it was the tenth, but yeah, oh, I'll take I it put Valentine's we'll send Day. Send it to the right Sorry. place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just wanted to be festive. And yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's cute. 
Okay, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, you ladies. Thank Beautiful you. and Thanks. intelligent ladies. Thank you. For sharing your thoughts. I am glad, and I've learned so much. <laughs> like, I, I myself is very empowered, and I'm not even a woman. And it's just <laughs> but you empowering are me to be, Yes, I have. <laughs> you are yes. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. I you, hope I, we're not joking about this. I hope all men that listen to this podcast feel like, heck yes, I have a goddess in here, yeah. too. Yeah, Come yeah, on yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, but the divine masculine with the divine feminine. Yes, mm-hmm. that's so, a thing. Research thank you it. so much <laughs> for. <laughs> thank you so much for coming to. Uh, thank you so much for this podcast. And until next time, see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.